Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. I trust that you are not overreacting to our Dallas Cowboys falling to the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football. The final score, 26-17. to The Cowboys now 4-2 and on the season. This is our live Dallas Cowboys postgame show here on Blogging the Boys. And a reminder that our postgame show is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel your Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, which is still believing, by the way. That's right. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility. Each two-ounce bag has 16 to 20 grams of protein. Biltong has 32 grams of protein, and each meat stick has 8 grams of protein. If it's good enough for the Cowboys, believe me, it is good enough for you. Righteous Felon uses locally sourced all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. I have some for you to check out right here. Darth Garlic. Tell me that's not unique. Uh, we've got the OG Hickory. I mean, OG is, is kind of, you know, simple. But Nelson Mandel, this is the best flavor that they offer. Trust me. Go get you some. And if you want to go get yourself some, go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 20%, 20, 15% off your order. If I could speak, I could get those uh, those things out properly. Uh, 15% off. And, uh, you know, who's, uh, who's complaining about 15% off? But, you know, hey. Uh, BTB15 gets you 15% off your order at RighteousFelon.com. The Dallas Cowboys lost on Sunday night. And I know that a lot of people are upset. I know that a lot of people are mad. I know that a lot of people want to get their feelings out. And that's what we're here to do. Um, For the record, I am your host, but I am your puppet. You control me with your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your points of constructive criticism, we hope. Uh, We're going to get through this uh, in about an hour. And, uh, you know, hopefully we all feel better at the very end. We are live. So once again, I will play off of your comments. Uh, you can always catch the rewatch here on the blog and the boys YouTube channel. Please do like the video, subscribe. You can also listen. We have a lot of podcast listeners on the blog and the boys podcast network. Let's start with your comments. Bree Bree Nick says, didn't expect an easy win, but could have done without that horrendous first half. I think that's fair. Mob rule says played with house money. I think that's a great point of context. Abe, uh, honest Abe here says, I, for one, am feeling great about the season overall it's a great take Abe Johnny boy RN says this loss can be blamed on game management play calling turnovers and penalties I agree with most of that Perry Peters thank you for the super chat says thank you for your service Cooper Rush you went four and one and left Dak's team set up better than anybody expected um I think this is the best place to start. Perry Peters. I thought about opening some righteous felon craft jerky, by the way. Uh, but after eating the cheesecake on the episode a few weeks ago, it was too difficult to talk and eat at the same time. But trust me, this Nelson Mandela, I ordered six bags for my household. And now there's only two left because everybody wants to eat them. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, there are a lot of people. Um, I mean, I don't, these people are conceivably, theoretically allowed to 
drive motor vehicles and operate lawnmowers um, and, you know, purchase really expensive things. And these people thought with full consciousness that Cooper Rush uh, was the best option at quarterback for this team. And I don't want to sit here and um, and not take our L. I want to be very fair about this. I know we'll get some Eagles fans trolling. I want to be very clear here. The Eagles won. Good for them. All right, go Padres. But, um, you know, and, and I don't want to if, and, or but, you know, kind of whatever this away. But Dak Prescott totally wins this game, right? And, and all credit to Cooper Rush. But, you know, I, I agree with Perry Peters in this comment here. You know, th- Cooper was outstanding. And a lot of people are kind of coming out of the woodwork and saying, you know, things like, well, we finally got to see Cooper Rush play poorly. Cooper, The real Cooper finally showed up. No, no, no. This is always who Cooper Rush has been. It just wasn't as obvious when the Cowboys were winning or mitigating disaster. Consider the Cowboys' only offensive touchdown a week ago in Los Angeles was a 57-yard touchdown that Tony Pollard scored, one that Tony Pollard broke down here, by the way, on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. Uh, Cooper, th- this is just not the winning formula with him. Threw the ball 38 times tonight in Philadelphia, only 18 completions, uh, 181 passing yards. That's an average of 4.8 yards per completion. That is Basuda, one touchdown. Um, you know, good for, for Cooper, certainly. Shout out to Jake Ferguson, uh, one of our stock ups. We'll get to those. Three interceptions. That's just not going to cut it. Again, you cannot ask this man to throw the ball 38 times. You cannot ask him to throw you back into a game. The Cowboys got down into a 20 to nothing deficit, and that just was not the formula. They did a great job throughout the four games before the staying ahead of things, not falling behind. The one time they did fall behind again last week in L.A., Tony Parr took care of that rather quickly. Tyler uh, Benware, thank you for the super chat. Tyler says, fire Kellen Moore, hire my grandma instead. Mrs. Benware, I don't know if uh, what side it is, Tyler, but uh, who calls a drop back pass play with your quarterback? Uh, or with your backup quarterback on fourth and inches, does he think Tom Brady is playing? Well, Tom Brady these days, um, maybe not necessarily doing well um, in that realm. I, I think, you know, I, I don't blame um, Cooper for that specifically, the rushed fourth down, no pun intended. Thankfully, we can get rid of these puns, by the way. It's been so difficult to have a conversation. Um, why do you not challenge the CD play? I mean, that, I think we all kind of thought in our in our heads, right, in the, wherever you were watching it, um, you know, even if you were at, a, at an establishment, a restaurant, a bar, whatever, if you were at the game, I mean, you probably thought, I mean, maybe if you were at the game, that's the only way you didn't think of it. If you were watching the game on television, that CD reach out really looked like he picked up that first down. And so I don't know why Mike McCarthy didn't challenge that. I know people are down on him and always looking for a reason to bag on McCarthy. Um, but, but that was just a, a really, really bad sequence all the way overall. I'm not high on Kellen Moore personally, but I don't think that that is um, the moment uh, to get on to Kellen Moore for. Jim Jim, speaking of jerky, uh, with an Eagles uh, logo as his avatar, uh, thank you for the super chat. says, credit to Moore for second half adjustment. Jordan Davis only plays in bare front, never in four man. He spread it out against the five man and ran it against the forefront, able to exploit the one dimension. I'm, I'm really, you know, I think we're all down on on – on, on Kellen Moore in, in, in the large. Um, but, but he did have an impressive second half. And this, I've seen a lot of you reference the mixtape, uh, the mixtapes, a show I do here on blogging the boys and bleeding green nation, where a lot of the Eagles fans uh, flock to. Um, and, and so it's a fun show that myself and Brandon Lee got and do. I'll have to pay up on a couple of bets this week. Now looking forward to that, but a bet's a bet. Um, and, and something that, that we've talked about on the mixtape before is that multiple things can be true, right? That's just, I think that's a, a general philosophy in life that we kind of overlook. Multiple things can be true. It doesn't have to be true that, you know, Kellen Moore is always trash. It doesn't have to be true that Kellen Moore had a great second half. So that means he's awesome. Multiple things can be true. Kellen Moore 
has been really limited. We've seen really limited and not necessarily creative offensive game plans, but this was a really impressive second half from Kellen Moore. A lot of adjustments, and to Jim Jim's point, really attacking something that, that he found as a weakness within the Eagles' defense, uh, specifically up front. So that's kind of what we want to see a lot. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's I know that's asking for a lot. Um, let's see. Let's get to some more of your comments. Thank you again for the super chat, Jim Jim. Uh, Think Tank Gallery says, RG, do you think Kellen Moore was drinking the Kool-Aid early and calling plays for Rush like he was better than he is? I think the Cowboys, um, I think that they just thought, and I, I think, I think, look, I'm not at all trying to imply or infer that the Cowboys walked into Philadelphia prepared to lose or knowing they would lose. But I think that they have understood that they have, have bought themselves an enormous amount of time. They're four and two, and I know we're all pissed off. I know we're all bummed. I know it's going to be annoying. I know you have some Eagles fans that are friends of yours or family or roommates or just whatever, and it's going to be annoying. They're on a bye. They're going to be the last undefeated team in the NFL for a long time now. It's going to feel a lot longer. I mean, they have a soft schedule. They're going to be one of the top teams in the NFC. It's all the way until Christmas Eve that, that we will have you know to kind of go through to, to even this thing out. And so as annoying as that is, this game, and I'm not trying to belittle it again, the Cowboys lost and that's frustrating, but this is not the end of the season, right? And so this this was not about, this was, you know, to use a, a, a very, very, uh, you know, off-used analogy, this was the battle, it wasn't the war. And I think the Cowboys just kind of thought, we got to get through this, right? Like we don't, you know, we want to win and, and we're going to try, but, you know, we I don't, I don't think there was any overthinking happening. I think they just were doing the same things, and, and it just wasn't enough. This is a very good team. Alex Chavez says, this game showed what is obvious. Our offensive line is young and struggled versus their defensive line. Their offense isn't good, but the O-line handled our defensive well. Dropped passes, missed penalties, wide receiver struggle with separation. I hate to give credit to Nick Sirianni, and I cannot believe that he didn't wear that stupid highlighter on his visor tonight, but I think the Eagles are extremely well coached. I think that Mike McCarthy is a great coach. I think that Nick Sirianni is a great coach. I think multiple things can be true in that sense, and I think the Eagles steered in I think that was the big difference uh, when the Cowboys were on defense tonight. And to the Cowboys' credit, they found a way to mitigate that over the second half, specifically in the third quarter. But the Eagles were unafraid of Micah Parsons, and they they have a very dynamic weapon at quarterback and Jalen Hurts, and it worked to their advantage. And you know they won the game, and that's frustrating. Jason White, thank you for the, for the comment, says, uh, exactly, RJ, wins overshadowed who he really is. Jason's talking about Cooper Rush, people. His play is the same. His luck ran out. Now these silly fans thinking he is starter can shut up. Um, I do agree that it is kind of nice to have those people humbled. Uh, Colby says, agree the play calling was much better in the second half. Agreed. Uh, Bree Bree Nick says, I swear the Sunday Night Football crew said Rush had a quarterback rating of 1.0 in the first half. Didn't know that was possible. It was very, very, very tough, uh, tough sledding in the first half. Astro Joe, uh, Astro is hosting the ALCS on Wednesday night, by the way. says, Cooper does not have the repertoire to try and do more than he is capable. Don't ask for low probability plays. That's the problem is the Cowboys put themselves in low probability situations. You fall down 20 to nothing and, and the game script has to change. Chris Collins were talked about it defensively for the Cowboys. They couldn't stop the run. So they have to, we've talked a lot here on our YouTube channel or our podcast network, myself and all of our talented voices about how the Cowboys have been so successful this season without having to send blitzes, how the Cowboys have gotten home just rushing four. Well, the math changes when, when you're, you're giving up big runs, when you can't stop the run, you have to devote more attention. And so the game plan changes and the Eagles did a great job of, forcing the Cowboys to change and had success when that was the case. Brian, thank you for the super chat. Says respect to the Eagles for the dub. They had a good game plan. Penalties and turnovers killed us. Good to see the Cowboys not give up and have a good second half. Play calling was better the second half too. I agree with all this. And I think that, you know, there are a lot of positive things to take away 
namely that the Cowboys, you know, I, I know we were all at halftime. I don't know what you did. Maybe you got a snack. Maybe you, you know, I don't know, took the dog out, whatever the case may be. But at halftime, it seemed like, okay, this team's about to get routed and we'll look forward to Detroit next week. The Lions were coming off their bye week, by the way, but the Cowboys stood tall. And that's where, you know, I know a lot of people were upset at Jason Garrett before the game, picking the Eagles on the, uh, on the NBC broadcast, but, and I don't want to sit here and, and trash Jason Garrett, but that this is a quality that I think I you know, I've you know, like I, I I never saw in Jason Garrett's team. I mean, it kind of felt like in the past that when the Cowboys were buried, they just sort of accepted it, right? And we all just kind of you know whatever, wave the white flag, move on to the next week. I give the Cowboys a lot of props, and that's not saying it's a moral victory or anything like that. They lost, and that sucks. But man, I mean, I that's where Mike McCarthy, I think has a lot of strength that people don't want to give him. And I understand what, uh, this is a complicated username. One point slash JG 26 underscore J dog says McCarthy costs us three points by not challenging the CD catch, but agree with that. Again, multiple things can be true. He can have pros and cons. He can have greatness or great qualities and flaws. Um, but I mean, the fact that they, made this a game is really impressive. The fact that they did that with a backup quarterback, the fact that they did that while he threw three interceptions, the fact that they did that without generating any takeaways themselves, the fact that they did that with a, a bunch of penalties, the fact that they did that with a missed call, like we talked about the CD cast, there's all these things that if you want to you know, play whatever and you look back, you, you can kind of butterfly effect into the beneficiary of the Cowboys. And the fact that it was so close without all those things, I think, is impressive. And again, I'm not saying that that means they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the NFL, but they deserve a lot of credit. And they, I think they really did prove that tonight. Uh, Matthew says the Cowboys show they have a spine after getting their teeth kicked in. Very much agreed with that. Uh, very much agreed as well. Um, South Texas says, are these the best two teams in the NFC? Uh, well, let's see here. Um, I, I would put the Vikings up there. If you have followed my work, you know, I'm a big fan of Minnesota. I know today wasn't the most impressive performance by the Vikings, but they're five and one, two, and their only loss is to the team that many people believe to be the best team in the NFL in the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I think we saw a little bit of their, their flaws and weaknesses tonight. Now, you know, Everybody has flaws. Patrick Mahomes threw a, a game-losing interception today for the Chiefs. I mean, everybody's going to have a misstep at some point in time. I think the Eagles are very good. That's the only loss the Vikings have had this season. Uh, but the Cowboys are, are right there um, in the mix. Perry Peters says, Sirianni acting tough from the sideline during a scuffle on the field. Gave off little brother vibes. Look, Nick Sirianni had a little video um, that the Eagles Twitter account put together and tweeted out where he said that, you know, this this wasn't about the rivalry. This this was the biggest game because it's the next game, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I, I'll give Nick Sirianni credit for seemingly learning from his mistake last year and wearing the beat Dallas shirts and whatnot. I think it's interesting that as, you know, six-and-a-half-point favorites is the only undefeated team in the NFL against a Cowboys team with their backup quarterback that he didn't have the same confidence to wear that shirt. But, hey, he learned from it. He listened to his players. He listened to his fans. Um, and as he was walking off, I don't know if any of you have seen this. I saw it on Twitter right before we started the show. Uh, Nick Sirianni screams, how about them Eagles? First of all, this is the least creative joke in the world, all right? There are a million ways to troll the Cowboys to say, how about them, insert team here. We've heard that millions of different times. So Nick Sirianni, be a little bit more creative with your trolling the way you are with your offense. Second of all, clearly the Cowboys were in his head. I cannot wait to play the Eagles on Christmas Eve because Dak Prescott makes this a very, very different game. Alex Chavez says, to me, Rush played better than Hurts. Alex, I disagree with you. 
Uh, Rex Morgan says Eagles are paper Lions. I think you mean paper Tigers. I disagree. I think they're very good. Um, Ricky says the Lions might be able to score, but if we have Dak, he will feast. Agreed. Uh, D-Day 2 says Eagles had 268 yards, 3.9 per play. The turnovers made it easy, but they didn't dominate. I agree with this. That's why, I mean, that's why I'm not, you know, sad i mean about this cowboys loss i'm frustrated i'm annoyed uh but i do not feel like the cowboys got worked in this game and i think we've seen that i think if you've watched the eagles the last couple of weeks i think you can argue they should have lost last week against arizona they're starting to show you know some some signs of wearing down of, of not necessarily being this juggernaut it you know i i do power rankings every tuesday for our site i won't have the eagles number one this week i know they're the last undefeated team i think the bills are a better team i think the chiefs are a better team even though the chiefs lost i don't know that i can say that about the cowboys yet but i do think that the Eagles certainly have some flaws. Uh, Tyler says, I know our defense is solid, but they need to stop the run. Major problem. I agree with you from a rushing standpoint tonight. Miles Sanders, 18 carries, 71 yards, had the touchdown early on. Jalen Hurts himself, nine carries, 27 yards. Kenneth Gainwell, five carries, 25 yards. Boston Scott, six carries, 16 yards. Quez Watkins deflated things a little bit. Uh, from a rushing perspective, I thought the Cowboys had a lot of success, more than I think it, it kind of feels like when, when you look back on the game, um, Zeke Elliott, 13 carries, 81 tough yards, had the touchdown. Zeke Elliott averaged 6.2 yards per play. How about that? That is not something I envisioned being the case. Tony Pollard, 11 carries for 44 yards. If you can't do that math, that's four yards per carry. CeeDee Lamb did, did have the two carries for nine yards himself. Um, let's see here. Let's get to a couple more of your comments. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, Rex Morgan says the tight ends were solid tonight. No Dalton Schultz. Seriously, Jake Ferguson. How have we not done a stock up yet? Stock up. I've got Jake Ferguson. What a great performance. Um, I tweeted this during the preseason. There's a moment in the movie, Troy, um, where Troy's, uh, cousin, is it, uh, maybe somebody whose Greek mythology is better than me. Um, Petroleus, Petroclius or whatever his name. Is. I don't know his name in Greek mythology, but Troy's cousin dies or is murdered in, in battle. And a soldier was talking to Troy, Brad Pitt in the movie, and he says, he wore your armor. He, he even moved like you. Jake Ferguson is like the slowest, fastest player I've ever seen in my life, just like Jason Witten. Uh, very excited about the future of the tight end position with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Miguel says, unleash Turpin, please. It was close, man. We came so close to finally seeing uh, Cavante Turpin go off. Man, um, it's going to happen. I mean, at some point, but it just obviously wasn't tonight. Um, Scott S. says we contain Hertz's running game. I think the Cowboys did do a great job of that. And again, they, there was some success. It wasn't just 100% containment, but definitely uh, some success from the Dallas standpoint. Kenneth says Dallas went 4-0 with a backup quarterback. And I've said, remember that when Dallas is in the playoffs, 4-1 um, technically. Uh, Anders Marquez, I hope I'm, I mean, that's how it's spelled here, but I don't know if it's Andres, but Anders says, can we all agree that Micah Parsons wasn't healthy a hundred percent? I don't think that anybody's healthy a hundred percent right now. Um, I, I really, you know, really don't, uh, Kurt Iceberg says subscriber count alert. Um, I'm not, uh, certain what's going on here, but Kurt also says it was hard to find your channel searching both Dallas Cowboys and Cowboys. What's going on here? SEO and YouTube algorithm. Put us in people's search, you know, results here, please. People. To help Kurt, people like Kurt who are looking for us, like this video wherever you are on your device. It's right there. Just tap the little thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. That thing helps us out. It makes us happy. That's you know that that's really cool. Thank you, Kurt, for trying very hard to get here. Appreciate it. Uh, Caleb says this is still a very good defense. I agree with you. If we get a more dominant offense that is able to stay on the field longer and doesn't set the D up in bad situations, it's a different game. Here's the thing, Caleb, uh, as I wave my righteous fallen in the craft jerk at you. 
this had been the case for the last four weeks. And we talked about that, right? We talked about how the Cowboys defense was not one that was having to defend too many short fields. Now, to be fair, both the commanders and the Rams had possessions that began on the Dallas side of the field. Now, the commanders ultimately turned the ball over on downs. It was later in the game, and the Rams ultimately missed the field goal. So a um, little bit of luck involved there with the Rams missing the field goal, right? Um, but if you turn the ball over, you're you're hurting your defense. You can have the best defense in the world, but if you're giving any offense, let alone a very good one like the Philadelphia Eagles, short fields to work with, um, it's just it's a bad formula. And that's the cow. You, you cannot make these mistakes in general in the NFL, let alone against one of the top teams, which the Eagles, much to our annoyance, are. Hans Nick says, do you think our defense carried us? I think if I have to pick somebody who did the carrying, it was them. Um, but I, I do think it was a little bit of a seesawing sort of thing. I think the Cowboys offense stood up and stood tall in the third quarter specifically. Um, so um, good for him. Um, Matthew says, Troy is a city, not a character. Thank you, uh, Matthew. That's really embarrassing. My Greek mythology, my high school history teacher would be upset. I was talking, of course, about Achilles, not Troy, in the movie Troy that is about the city. So that's my bad uh, <laughs> on that. Um uh, thank you for uh, Jared um, letting me know that his name was Achilles. Uh, God, I can't believe I made that uh, that mistake. Um, goodness gracious. Uh, Eileen, thank you for the super chat. Says, wish we had run more in the first half. Zeke equals a beast. This was a really good Zeke game. Now, um, again, multiple things can be true, right? You know, do I think Zeke Elliott is the best running back in the NFL? No. Um, do I think Zeke Elliott is very good? Yes. Do I think Zeke Elliott is still of great use to the Cowboys? Yes. Do I think Zeke Elliott uh, has a contract that was maybe not the most wise when the Cowboys could have drawn up? Yes. Multiple things can be true here. Uh, but there is something, um, you know, there, tonight was an impressive Zeke game. I mean, you know, the Cowboys talk so much about how he is tough and, and gets, you know, hard yards. That was really, really true tonight. And I think that Zeke really deserves a lot of credit. In fact, uh, Zeke Elliott is one of my stock ups, as is Tony Pollard. And I write stock ups. I do a whole stock report at bloggingtheboys.com. I also do a graphic uh, on Instagram. You can follow me over there at RJ Ochoa. Lots of photos of my dog and son. Um, you know, my dog's wearing a Cowboys bandana right now. He's asleep under my desk. He's sad. His name is Bear, for those of you that don't know. So it's not a great football week for, for little Bear. Uh, but seriously, great performance by Zeke Elliott. Like I mentioned, had the touchdown. 13 carries, 81 yards, 6.2 yards per carry. That is super impressive uh, by Zeke Elliott. Cowboy Nation, Danny in the house is answer me because what's up, Cowboy Nation, uh, Danny in the house. I missed your comment. Please send it again. Um, now let's see here. Um, Doxon7 says, I need to stop the freaking RPO next time. Sheesh. It's hard. I mean, it's it's hard. I agree with you, but it's it's very, very difficult. It's very, very hard. My Kaz 2011 says, can we stop blaming the penalties on coaching and blame it on the players? It's a good comment, right? I mean, the penalty on, on Dante Fowler early on was frustrating, right? And, you know, that kind of goes back to multiple things can be true, right? It can be true that Dante Fowler's had some bad moments in the penalty department and that he's also been a fine addition for the Cowboys roster. You can coach them up a certain, I mean, like it, you know, I don't know that I a hundred percent put, put penalties and things like that on players because that's the job of coaches, but those things add up. Those things, you know, have, you know, take a toll and you got to be smart. You got to know. And I know a lot of people will say, well, they're not going to call this um, or whatever, or, you know, it's not fair. This and that you got to know, like, you got to know the situation. You got to know the way things are called. There are trends. Mike McCarthy talks all about that. How the Cowboys study those things. You have to be aware. You have to play by the rules of engagement. You may not like them. You may not agree with them, but you have to acknowledge them because they are not going to change 
just because you want them to. Uh, let's see here. Um, Abe says, catch y'all later. We still them boys. Have a great night, Abe. Thanks for hanging out a little bit. Uh, Caleb says, I would love a good get right game next week with Dak going up against one of the worst defenses in the league right now. Oh man, it's tasty. It's tasty. Just like this righteous felon craft jerky. Use code BTB15 for 15% off your order. That's righteousfelon.com. I agree. South Texas says Tyler Smith, one bad play. It cost a CD touchdown. Overall, I'm very, very fine on Tyler Smith. I don't think uh, he's not a stock down for me. I think Tyler Smith is playing very, very, very well right now. Um, so I'm very happy uh, with the status of him. Uh, Rex says, don't kick Bear. I would never kick Bear. I love Bear so much. Bear is, he's under the desk, but he's got a little little cot there. Um, he, he enjoys himself. Um, South Texas also says, sign DJ Moore ASAP. Now, I mean, I think the Cowboys are good. They are, um, you know. They're getting James Washington back at some point. The, the, the line all along was mid-October. It's October 16th, right? I mean, so we're actually past mid-October. It's the second half of October. Uh, Ray Ban, uh, are you the sunglass maker? Says, RJ, can we get an upgrade over number three, please? Ray Ban, um, if you do make the sunglasses, I'm a fan. But I'm not a fan of this comment. I think Anthony Brown is the most disrespected player on the Cowboys. I thought Anthony Brown was fine tonight. I don't think that, you know, Anthony Brown is, is needing to be replaced. In fact, his replacement is not playing well than Kelvin Joseph. You can argue that some of the penalties were unfair against him. But Kelvin Joseph's the one who I think needs to really kind of, you know, have some, some talking to. But uh, Astro Joe says stock up the NFC East in general. Three out of four are better than last year. Very well said. Uh, Brian rail says, I don't know about stock up or down, but got to show and mention the Noah Brown catch. That wasn't, we don't have the catch available. Um, there's some copyright things, uh, we like existing on YouTube, so we don't want to upset people, but that was an amazing catch. That really wasn't a catch. So shout out to Noah Brown. Uh, Noah Brown, remember like the first week or two of the, of the season, it was like, well, here's Noah Brown. He's going to be amazing. And then that just kind of faded. So if you added him on your fantasy team, um, you know, sorry about that. F kit crutch. I agree with this as the cat that the lions are a major trap game. Scott S. I don't know if you commented. Um, thank you for the super chat. If you do, if somebody sees, um, Scott S's comment, please let me know. I want to make sure our super chats get love. Joseph Palumbo says, RJ can't wait to try my righteous felon. Bill Tong Turpin is getting closer to taking it to the house. Stock up. I don't have Cavante Turpin as a stock up because he didn't take it to the house. Um, and he, the first return was really bad when he slipped and fell. So, you know, just barely missed the list for me. Uh, but definitely agree that he's trending in the right direction. If the, if the you know, report was trend alerts, then I would definitely have Cavante Turpin involved. Uh, but I will give you, Joseph, a stock up for getting yourself some righteous felon build tongue. The best one, the Nelson Mandela flavor. In case anybody's unaware, if you're not a jerky fan, uh, build tongs like softer jerky. It's more chewy stuff. Uh, it's a lot better. I like it better than the, the jerky itself. Um, and Righteous Felon makes three different kinds. In fact, the uh, Nelson Mandela and Darth Garlic are both biltongs. So I highly recommend both. But Nelson Mandela is my personal favorite. Uh, let's see here. Uh, one point slash JG26 underscore JDog. Man, that is a tough username. But shout out to me. Stock up me for getting it right every time. I feel like with Dak, we can score 28 points a game. I um. I don't know about that, but they're definitely a much more sustainable offense. Ted says, we want Brandon Lee Gowden. Congrats on the win, Ted. Check back here on Wednesday for the NFC East mixtape. Crush a man says, you picked the boys to win. Why? And I see that um, some Eagles fans have entered the chat. Um, so here's why I picked the Cowboys to win. And I think that this segues into my next point very well. By the way, Alexander Fortney says, tomorrow is my mom's birthday. Alexander, very happy birthday to your mom. I hope she enjoys it very much. I hope you contribute to making her day wonderful. 
Um, that being said, I want to come back to this comment. Crusher Man says, you picked the Cowboys to win. Why? First of all, because I wanted them to win. I, I didn't come this far. I'm very, very grateful to do what I do for a living. But I didn't come this far and put up with the offseason and, you know, go through the months of April and, you know, June and July just to not pick them to beat the Eagles in Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football. That's the first reason why. But the second reason why is because they damn near won this game. The Cowboys, against all odds, with the backup quarterback who threw three interceptions, the team who committed some questionable turnovers or uh, penalties, the team who, you know, was flat offensively in the first half, that team found a way to dig in and get, you know, creative and, and, and make it a game in the second half. And they have done that now for five weeks running. They have earned the benefit of the doubt back from me. The Cowboys lost tonight, and I'm not trying to make that a moral win. It's upsetting. It's frustrating. I'm pissed off. I can't believe I have to pay up on a bet with BLG on the mixtape and the look ahead this week on the SB Nation NFL show and in an article at bloggingtheboys.com. But I went out on this limb making all these bets in the name of the Cowboys because they have earned that benefit of the doubt. I don't know what the future of this team is this season, but I know that this is a very good team, a very well-coached team, and a team that is that while not having one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Dak's not one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Miss me with all this. Dak is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't care if you think he's number one. I don't care if you think he's number 10. He is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he is joining a team that played their you-know-what's-off. It's a family show, everybody. Sorry. And, and almost beat the last undefeated team in the NFL, the team that many people believe to be the best team in the entire league. So that's why I picked the Cowboys. I think their future is very bright. They're four and two and we're acting like they're chumps. The New York Jets are four and two and they're on top of the world. I mean, the Cowboys are a team with a very, 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 very promising outlook on the rest of the season. So shout out to them. That's why I picked them. Big Red TLC. Thank you for the super chat. It says Collinsworth showed how Moore started calling runs with double team blocks. Philadelphia doesn't have the defensive line rotation in a game with a better passing threat. We can wear them down. I like our chances with Dak. Very, very, very well said. Big red TLC. A million points to you, my friend. Uh, Joseph, uh, excuse me, Joseph says they are so happy they beat Cooper. Not going to read the rest of that comment again. It's a family show. Uh, Nick said, how did the Giants lose to this trash team? Um, the, I mean, I don't know why people think the Cowboys are a trash team. I don't know if Nick is an Eagles fan. Again, they have seen, they seem to have found um, the chat. Patrick says Eagles offensive line is banged up. You can see the difference in their line. Once Lane Johnson without a concussion. I do agree with that. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's see. F kit crutch says I will never pick the boys to lose to the Eagles. That's well said as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, H says, uh, at least my gym session will be good tomorrow. LOL. Um, I don't know what this means. I don't know if you mean like you're taking out your anger or your frustration, but either way, best of luck. We believe in you. You can do one more rep. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's move on, move on, move on. Um, I, I like this comment from Ray Ban says this was Sirianni's Super Bowl. Just watch. Agreed. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dale Tisdale says, RJ, just because I like seeing you squirm a little doesn't make me an Eagles fan. That's my bad. I would have much preferred we had won, but it is a nice consolation prize. I agree. King Magnus says this was tough to watch, but I really thought we could have come back for the win. I don't think that we should let ourselves, we should lull ourselves into this false idea of what this game was. I saw this a little bit on Twitter. A lot of people saying, no, look, now that this is close, I'm going to be pissed if we lose. No, dude, they went the distance. They went 10 rounds. This was Rocky one. All right. Guess what? Rocky two is coming back and Apollo watch out. All right. You know, it's just Rocky two. We're not taking it that far, but like, you know, this Rocky lost technically. Right. And it's been a long time. I mean, so 
don't worry. He went the distance with the heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, I hate to make that reference and that analogy against this specific team, but it was an incredible performance, one that I think we should be very proud of. It was frustrating that they lost. There were moments of frustration, but it was very good nonetheless. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, Ray-Ban, by the way, says the Eagles are way hyped by the media. We almost beat them with a backup quarterback who threw three picks. I agree. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, Scott S says, I'm thank you for the super chat. Scott says, I'm usually pissed after a loss, but it's a long season. I still feel confident about this team. That's the thing. Like I'm look, I'm not happy. All right. I am not in any way, shape or form pumped or cool or content or whatever. I mean, this week will suck and it will be annoying to hear that the Eagles are six and oh, they're undefeated. They're going to be on their bye week. Uh, they have beat the Cowboys. Blah, 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 because no Eagles fan is going to be the, you know, somebody who says the Eagles are 6-0, they beat the Cowboys, Cowboys started Cooper Rush. Nobody's going to include the context that we want them to. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All of that will annoy me, but, 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 it's October 16th. This is a long ride, people. All right, let's just buckle down. The best player on this team, the most important player on this team, if you don't want to say best, I mean, the best player on this team is Micah Parsons, but the most important player on this team is coming back uh, maybe next week. That's a really, really exciting thing. Um, Scott, by the way, says BLG is totally going to give you stuff for using a Rocky metaphor for the Cowboys. That's fine. Um, all right, let's move on. More stock up. So I mentioned um, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard as stock ups. Also mentioned Jake Ferguson. Um, it just feels kind of obvious, but stock up Dak Prescott. Hello. Um, again, I'm surprised that there are people out there who still don't understand this. All we can do is try to help. But anyway, uh, stock up Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, somebody else who just doesn't get enough credit, doesn't get enough love. Demarcus Lawrence is one of the most elite edge players in the NFL. Give him his respect. That's exactly what you're doing right here. Stock up Demarcus Lawrence. Ryan Preston took the words right out of my mouth said stock up Dorrance Armstrong. I agree. I had Dorrance Armstrong on my stock up list. Seriously. I mean, he just continues to prove us wrong. Dorrance Armstrong, seriously, you know, Stephen Jones, take the victory laps. All right. 
And again, multiple things can be true. Cowboys, you know, worked out for them signing Dorrance Armstrong. They would be even better if they had also signed Randy Gregory or Von Miller. You know, Von Miller who won the game for the Buffalo Bills today. But they have Dorrance Armstrong. I'm very grateful for that. So not trying to just pick at things. Um, Chadi Boyaren, by the way, says D-Law is elite. I agree. King Magnus says D-Law love. My Kaz 2011 says stock up Terrence Steele. Also took the words right out of my mouth. Not, this is this is a decision that I will 1 million percent give the Cowboys credit for. Now, I maintain that Lyle Collins is a very, very good tackle in the NFL. Obviously, there's a huge question as to when you're going to get that performance or how often you're going to get that performance. The Cowboys made their bet on Terrence Steele a long time ago, and he has delivered for them. I mean, shout out to Terrence Steele for being amazing. I mean, where's the comment here? I saw it a moment ago. South Texas says Terrence Steele is a mauler. Totally agreed. Um, Terrence Steele, you're the man. You rock. Great job. Congratulations on making the stock up list. Uh, Francis, the DJ, uh, has a comment here that says, I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but I fully acknowledge that the Dallas Cowboys are a better team than mine. The Dallas Cowboys have a much more uh, rich and wealthy history than the Eagles. I'm just reading this is Francis, the DJ on YouTube's con, by the way. And I am so jealous of the Cowboys franchise. I wish that I had been born a Cowboys fan, but I am stuck rooting for this franchise that makes me sad in every single shape, way, form and conceivable opportunity uh thank you for the comment francis the dj uh hope you have a good night very strange of you to come into our chat and say that um all right uh ricardo says stock up kellen moore ricardo i am going to disagree with you stock down kellen moore very promising uh second half and certainly a lot for us to be excited about but most of what we've seen from Kellen Moore is concerning. Um, and maybe Dak Prescott mitigates that. Maybe Dak Prescott covers up some of that, but you can't come out that flat. You can't. I mean, it's, it's, it was at the Super Bowl. No. Was it a big game? Yes. You can't be that flat. You can't be that unprepared. I mean, it was very clearly not Kellen Moore's finest hour early on. He almost dug out of the hole entirely, but you know, just because you dug out of the hole you dug doesn't mean you didn't dig the hole in the first place. So sorry, can't make Kellen Moore stock up. In my mind, already mentioned this, stock down, Kelvin Joseph, uh, just a rough game. Um, and again, you can argue about some of the penalties. Um, so, hey, you know, tough cookies. Uh, stock down, this feels like kicking him when he's down, but, I mean, we we just kind of have to do it. You know, it's unfortunate, Cooper Rush. Um, you know, what are we supposed to say? It was very not good. Um, although, you know, what I will give Cooper credit for is he has answered the call. Cooper has... Cooper is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm willing to say that. I'm willing to say he is maybe one of the 40 to 45 best quarterbacks on the face of the earth. I'm willing to say that. I think he's somewhere in that range, 40 to 45, right? There are some people um, who think that he's like 10 or 12 who, you know, have lied to themselves. Uh, Jesse Elizondo says that Mrs. Rush went to the game and jinxed him. That's not nice, Jesse. That was a great story that Melissa Tark told, uh, Melissa Stark told in the broadcast. Um, shout out to the Rush family. I hope that they have enjoyed this magical run and I wish them a lifetime of happiness. I don't know what this season has in store for Cooper Rush, um, or for the Cowboys, obviously, but a lot of it, a lot of, a lot of the like, Cooper Rush is a big part of the story. If, if this season was a book, right, like there would be a massive chapter in, in this about Cooper Rush. I mean, he would have a very, very, very important part in the overall story. Uh, so shout out to him. 
Um, let's see here. Um, uh, Caleb Swanson says, rough game from Warren. He deserves his flowers for how he handled everything the past five weeks. Excited to see Dak back at the helm. I won't give Kellen any flowers. All right. I'll give him like a like a plant, like a little. Is it a? I never did this in school. Is it a lima bean that you grow in the windowsill? I think that's what you grow, right? Like that's what little kids do is they put lima beans like on the windowsills in fourth grade or whatever, and they watch him grow for like two months or whatever it is. I'll give Kellen a lima bean plant. I'm not giving him any flowers. This offense has been very limited. Now, I will say that the offense has done a great job of staying out of the way, of not turning the ball over. So good for them. I will give them credit for the win they had um, against the Cincinnati Bengals. They took the reins off or loosened the reins and let Cooper kind of throw in, in situations where he had to be aggressive. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Caleb. You said, uh, yeah, I didn't mean more at all. Cooper Rush, I meant. Okay, okay. Then we're, we're all on the same page. Uh, Astro Joe, by the way, says, uh, I'll give him a cactus. Totally agreed. Jesse, by the way, says that Rush made a bunch of money. I agree. Uh, the story that Melissa Stark told about his wife um, was it that she flew on miles, right? Um, good deal. Good thing you had all those miles, Mrs. Rush. Uh, but to this game, but yeah, Cooper's going to get some nice contract. There won't be any more mileage flights, I mean, for the Rushes in the future. And good for them. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, let's see here. I saw a comment here. Um, I don't know. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, more stock downs for me. Actually, those are all the stock downs. Um, so let's see here. We've got uh, stock up. Dak Prescott, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Jake Ferguson, Terrence Steele, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. Down was Rush, Kelvin Joseph, and Kellen Moore. So that's that concludes our stock report. Joey says Diggs throwing a temper tantrum. We haven't talked about this yet. Um, um, what was everybody's thoughts on Trayvon Diggs getting upset? Let's let's just let's kind of talk this out as a group here. Um, it was late in the game. It was frustrating. It shouldn't happen. I'm just trying to state as many facts as I can before we draw some opinions on it, right? Um, after it happened, the Cowboys did stop the Philadelphia two-point conversion. All of these are facts, um, but um, these are your comments. Let's get to them. Janie says, inexcusable unsportsmanship penalties. I think you were. I think that's Janie's comment about um, uh, a stock down in general. That's a fair point. Um Kevin, by the way, says stock down Parsons, and I hate saying it. I won't go that far. Not his best game, um, but did have moments that were important. But, yeah, not not his best game. Um, Jared Wall talking about Trayvon Diggs is childish. Um, F. Kit Crutch says it was stupid. Um, D-Day 2 says Parsons got a taunting penalty as well. And the Cowboys did force a punt there, but you're right. That was such a consequential thing. You just cannot do that. And that's one of those things. Or people say like, oh, that they're just so soft. Like they don't, they, you know, they, they throw flags for everything. You got to know the rules. Like you, you got to know, you, you got to know what the rules of engagement are. You can't do it. If there's even a chance they're going to throw a flag. I understand there's a lot happening. It's crazy. It's action. It's, it's, you know, boom, bang, whatever, but you have to know, you have to control yourself. Micah knows that everybody knows that. Uh, Brian on the Trayvon thing says, honestly, I like the emotion. It's an interesting take. Uh, Zach says not a great look. Um, Let's see here. Um, King Magnus, this was inevitable, says he's a competitor instead of the Pivot Podcast. Should have watched more tape. I think it's okay they did the Pivot Podcast. Very much worth listening to, by the way. Colby says, I like his passion, but you can't lose your head on the field. That's well said. Jared says, grow up, Diggs. Calvin says he's getting beat a lot. Um, let's see here. Caleb says, warranted frustration, but got to find a way to keep your cool. Agreed. Uh, Kurt says, got to keep it together, bro. No helmet slamming. Nathan says, I understand this frustration, but needs to save it for the sideline. Uh, Matthew says, I love your players getting angry. Not going to lie. Um, you know, I think 
this is where I stand on the Trayvon Diggs thing. It is ultimately. So I, I haven't talked about this in a while on, um, on one of our shows. If you've listened to me for a few years, maybe you've heard it. Um, I like to live my life by something I call the purple pants rule. Um, now the purple pants rule is a very simple philosophy. Wherever your job is, I don't know where you work. I hope you love it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope they pay you lots of money because let's be honest, you deserve it. But wherever you work, you likely at some point signed a contract, right? They said, you know, hey, we want you to perform this function, these functions, you know, on, on these days at these hours, and we'll pay you so much to do. We'll give you this. We'll, we'll take care of this, whatever, right? You signed a contract. If in that contract it said you cannot wear purple pants to work on Wednesdays, that would be pretty stupid, right? <laughs> that would that would be a stupid rule, right? Like you would look at that and be like, that's dumb. What does that have to do with the function of the job, right? That has nothing to do with the actual job that I'm being paid to do. However, it's in the contract. You sign the contract. You accept the terms of the deal for the job that they're going to pay you to do. So if you then wear purple pants to work on Wednesdays, um, you're kind of the idiot. You're the one at fault. Um, and I'm not trying to say um, that Trayvon's an idiot by any means, but you got to know the rules. You, you, I mean, we all know the rules. We all know what happens. And that goes for Micah, too. You know what happens when you taunt. You know what happens when you throw your helmet down. You know what's going to happen. I mean, we're not, we haven't even really talked about this part of the Trayvon thing. And, I mean, they both drew penalties. They, they both did things. They both were cause and effects on things that had negative consequences for the Cowboys. Now, again, the Eagles did not pick up that two-point conversion. On the Micah Parsons uh, taunting penalty, the Eagles still wound up punting. But you cannot just kind of wipe your hands and be like, well, no harm, no foul. Nothing came from it. So there's no need to be upset about it. It's all nothing. No, because next time it might be something. You have to understand the rules of engagement. Um, it's tough. It's tough. So let's see here. Uh, Brian, think of the super chat again. Says, I want players who hate losing 100 times more than they like winning. I agree. But part of winning is understanding the rules. I mean, I see both sides here. Uh, Anthony, thank you for the super chat. Says, stock up offensive lines. You can part had rushing success and zero sacks allowed. What are they? Cowboys came back soon. Dak and thanks, Rush, for driving the bus. Agreed. I mean, we had Terrence Steele as a stock up. Uh, overall, a pretty solid performance from the offensive line, I thought. Uh, you know, it's... Um, It'll get better, right? We all hope it does. Uh, Mark says, if I messed up my job, I would be pissed too. Agreed. Um, Jared says, those refs seemed like they really enjoyed calling penalties on the Cowboys. I am never, ever, never, ever, ever somebody who blames officials. I hate that. I hated the way the Cowboys blamed officials for the wild car loss in San Francisco. They blamed the official for the spot and all this stuff. Not here to relitigate that. That being said, this was a weird game. This was a weird game from an officiating standpoint. However, however, call it a makeup call, but Tony Pollard totally got away with a block in the back. <laughs> All right, let's let's be straight up, people. We don't have to lie. It's just me and you right here, me, you, and our righteous felon craft jerky. All right, Tony Pollard totally got away with a block in the back, and that was consequential. <laughs> that led to a Cowboy score that was important that narrowed this up. Um, now I agree. Surf Cape Cod says, can we get a holding call? I agree. Um, it's tough. Um, you know, there, there's a lot that we can, you know, uh, whatever, by the way, Fiji boy, 1970 says my job contract actually has a purple pants clause. Thank you, Fiji boy. Uh, I hope 
you are in accordance with the contract. Uh, Loco says, never, ever leave a game's outcome to the officials. Very well said. Rob in the chat, by the way, says Cowboys forever, Eagles for never. Thank you for the chat, Rob. Appreciate you. Hope your night is going well. Um, let's see here. Brian says there were some ticky tack penalties and bad calls on both sides. Pollard definitely got away with that block in the back. Agreed. Pr- Ryan says makeup call for the CD first down. The CD first down thing was egregious. And there were some Eagles fans in my mentions telling me how much they love the Cowboys. And they were saying, so what if it was a bad call? Mike McCarthy could have challenged it. Why should he have to waste his challenge? That's stupid to me. Why can't we just expect the calls to be executed properly in the first place? Those officials have purple pants clauses in their contracts. They're to call the game right. All right. You know, call it the way it is. Put the ball where it's supposed to be. This isn't hard. We talk about this all the time. Have you ever watched a Premier League match? How they have the like, 3d rendering when there's a, a a ball that maybe or maybe didn't score a goal they can do that with the premier league ball why can't they do that this is a multi-billion dollar sport and, and ultimately like entity and we use a ball and chains to figure this out it really is crazy when you think about it that way um tough moment for the cowboys tough moment um they lost by nine so it's not necessarily um you know something that was super consequential uh jason devro says cd got that first down i'm so jealous that he is not on my team i would trade both aj brown and Devonte smith straight up for cd lamb in a heartbeat if i was on the eagles front office that's what i would do that's exactly what jason devro just said in our comment section caleb says get var to the nfl i love that comment thank you very much um Caleb, Joey says, after going up 17 to 20, Eagles 13 play, seven minute, 37 minute drive, imposed their will. That's where I think you got to give the Eagles credit. It felt, I mean, that was a big time drive. The same way, you know, um, the same way that, that the Cowboys came out of the locker at halftime, stopped the Eagles on their first possession, went down, scored. The Cowboys put back to, together, back to back, really impressive drives there in the third quarter. And what did the Eagles do as soon as the Cowboys made it the game? They buckled down. They drove the field, they scored a touchdown, and they put the game away. And I know that we're all sitting here and we can kind of poke holes in them and, and argue why they're not necessarily super great or whatever. That right there is the mark of a very good team. Multiple things can be true. The Eagles can have flaws and they can also be a very good team. They are one of the best teams in the NFL. It's okay to admit it doesn't make you less of a Cowboys fan. Um, let's see here. Astro Joe says you may be clicking the wrong comments as sometimes they don't match what you were saying. Astro, these are saying I'm reading them exactly what, what they say. These, these Eagles fans are saying these things. I can't help that they're coming in here to profess their love for the Cowboys. Um, Ryan says Collinsworth made the apt comment that the Eagles have multiple ways to win. Agreed. I, I very, very much agree. They can figure things out. It's frustrating. It pisses me off. Janie says, I still believe. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of reason to believe. All right, let's take a look at the Cowboys' remaining schedule. The 4-2 and two Dallas Cowboys, no victory polo Monday this week. By the way, tweet just now from Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott indicated he has another doctor visit this week to track the thumb's progress, but there is belief he can have a full practice this week and return Sunday versus the Lions. That's my plan, Prescott told reporters. Get hyped. Um, all right, but um, here we go. Uh, Cowboys remaining schedule speaking of next week. So these, these are the four and two Dallas Cowboys. All right. I would like you to tell me in the comment section, if you're with us live, if you're not here live, well, Hey, what the heck? Uh, but if you're here live, please tell us how many wins you think the Dallas Cowboys will have when this season is over. All right. Four and two, uh, that should not read at Philadelphia. Let me get this off here. One second. Uh, sometimes we got to do this stuff on the fly. All right. You know, it's just 
that's how the sausage gets made around these parts. All right. Four and two Cowboys this Sunday. Oh my goodness. I uh, made my screen small. I'm back. Don't worry. Uh, King Magnus says, Oh, I love it. Brian says 11 and six. Um, okay. You know, it's definitely possible, but okay. Four and two Cowboys Detroit on Sunday, Chicago on Sunday, this team that a lot of people are like, kind of like, Oh, how could they lose? They got two home games before the bye. And then after the bye, they go and take on the crappy Packers, man. I got to tell you, it sure does suck seeing the green Bay Packers be bad. It makes me so sad. I just am. I'm so bummed. Uh, but anyway, Detroit, Chicago on by at Green Bay at Minnesota, taking on the Vikings that I believe in the New York Giants on Thanksgiving. Who would have thought that that game is going to be pretty juicy? Uh, that's my son's first birthday. Very, very excited for that here in our household. The Indianapolis Colts the Sunday after little mini buy for the Cowboys, the Houston Texans on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars in December. I mean, yeah, look, I know it's in December, but like it's going to be what, like 65 degrees, right? It's not, not going to be a super, you know, cold environment there. Philadelphia at home. That is on Christmas Eve. I don't know if you open your presents on Christmas Eve. That's how my family does it. Maybe you're the people that like to wait uh, until Christmas morning. I think you have too much patience. You have way more than I do, but still Christmas Eve, Cowboys, Eagles, AT&T Stadium. It's going to be epic. It's going to be one of those games where um, Fox is going to have the little Christmas lights around the, the score bug. Oh, it's just the best. Uh, anyway, after that, the Cowboys on the road. Quick turnaround after that Christmas Eve game on the road against the Titans. That's on Thursday night football. That is the first road Thursday night game the Cowboys will ever play on short rest. When they have played road Thursday night games in the past, they have been the week after Thanksgiving. So they have had a full week to prepare for that. That will not be the case this year. Uh, to wrap it all up, the Cowboys will finish on the road against the Washington Commanders, who were just a little bit less bad than the Chicago Bears last Thursday night. Sorry, Bear. I know that bums you out. Um, I think this is a 10-11 win team. A lot of you saying 11-6. and six. Uh, Keith Smith is 12 and two on Christmas Eve with the Eagles coming to town. Um, Carl says minimum 11 wins. Oh, Calvin with a great point says, RJ, it's world cup season after Thanksgiving until December. There's going to be so much on. I, I mean, look, the Astros are going to win the world series in about a month and that's going to be awesome. Um, but after that, I mean, I don't know how to handle all this. I mean, it's going to be incredible. Brian says 11 and six is the floor. Senor A says 13 and four. Scott S says 11 and wins conservatively. I think that's the comment. 11 and wins conservative, 11 wins conservatively. Excuse me. Astro Joe says 12 and five. Michael Granger, Granger Danger. Shout out to a very Potter musical, Granger Danger. One of the best songs on that soundtrack says 14 wins. Um, Fiji Boy says 13 and four. Um, look, they got four wins. All right. These are the ones I'm willing to give them. Slam dunk. I hit my cord. I hope my sound's still coming in. These are the wins I'm willing to give them 100 percent all right detroit chicago right i think this team is six and two going into the bye i mean at the very least chicago um but so i'll give them six wins heading into the bye i will say that they split the packers vikings games that gives them seven wins through there by the way brian asks if we will have a live nfc's mixed him on christmas eve who knows put it on your list as santa claus uh seven so i'll give them seven wins through the minnesota game I still like their odds against the Giants. I mean, Dak Prescott owns the Giants. I mean, I, look, let's be straight up about this. All right. I have no idea what's going on with the Giants. I'm willing to believe that they're kind of good. All right. I mean, they're clearly kind of good. I did not give them much of a thought 
after they beat the Packers, because it's not like the Packers are this kingmaker right now. I know the Jets are feeling good, like we talked about a little while ago, uh, but the Packers look like true basura. Again, hate to see it. Um, but beating the Ravens is a really impressive thing for the Giants. So I'll give them some props, but I still think that Dak Prescott and the Cowboys take care of business um, on Thanksgiving Day. The Colts are big-time frauds. The Texans, that's a dub. At Jacksonville, easy dub. Philadelphia, even if they lose, I mean, I don't think they will again because, you know, Dak Prescott beats his team. But even if they lose, even if you're super conservative, even if you're afraid, even if whatever, even if you give them that loss, I think they beat the Titans. I don't know what the Titans look like that, you know, Thursday night. Um, so right there, that's we've given them two wins, three wins, four wins, five wins, six wins, seven more wins. Um, I mean, seven and four. I mean, they're, 11 wins is kind of the floor. 11 wins is kind of the four. Dark Brown says, now you guys play the teams you all said where nobody wins for the birds. That's true. We did say those things because they kind of were. Guess what? The whole NFC East, this is something, uh, the NFC East mixtape has come up a lot um, so far on tonight's uh, show here. Now, again, for those of you who join late, the NFC East mixtape is one of the shows that I host around here. Um, you can listen to it on the Blog and the Boys podcast network, or you can watch it here on the YouTube channel. If that's your, more your cup of tea, it drops every Wednesday um, at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Now, we said, Brandon Gowden and I, coming into the season, that this was kind of a good year for the NFC East, all right? Because they get to play each other. Now, granted, you know, that's, I mean, think, think about it. The NFC East combined has three, or if we're talking about the top three teams, let's forget about Washington for a second, all right? If we're talking about just the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles, they have three losses between the two, or the three of them, obviously, right? Two of the losses are against one another. The Giants lost to the Cowboys. The Cowboys obviously just lost to the Eagles. The only non-divisional loss um, for this whole threesome at the top is the Bucs <laughs> with Tom Brady. I mean, when Dak Prescott was hurt. Um, and a big reason for that is they kind of caught a really great overall schedule. They get to play each other. So they all get to play Washington twice. That's part of what's working in their favor. They all get to play the AFC South. The Cowboys are the only team, by the way, who has not played an AFC South team yet. It's just kind of a, a beneficial. They get to play the NFC North, right? The Lions and the Bears and the Packers are now down. The Vikings are kind of a coin flip still. It's a good year to be in this division. Uh, Mark says, what do I think? Who scares me? The games on this list that scare me, the games that I will lose, Three minutes of sleep um, per week on – I'm not going to lose sleep over the Lions, but, you know, I mean, it, maybe not scary, but kind of like, ooh, you know, like kind of, you know, one of those like scary scenes in a movie where you don't like jump, but you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like just a little, you know, like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. That's what I'll give the Lions only because they're coming off of their buy. By the way, King Magnus says, I listen to all your shows on Spotify, bro. All of Be Like King Magnus. Be in love with Blogging the Boys. Appreciate that, King. Um I will always be scared of Green Bay. All right. I mean, let's be real. It sucks that the Packers own us. I'm I am not above admitting that the Packers own us. I'm not above admitting that many of my memories have been ruined by the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and all this stuff. Now I'm feeling very confident about that game. And I want very badly for Mike McCarthy to win that game so we can have a good time about it. But I'm still scared of them. Um, I'm kind of scared of the Vikings. So like that's the only one that I'm like really afraid of. And I'll, I'll say that I'm, I'm scared of the Eagles just because you don't know. I mean, it's it's the it's the best other team in the division besides the Cowboys. No offense to the Giants. Um, so there's like three games, three, maybe four games uh, that I'm scared of cumulatively. I mean, so even if you make all of those losses, we're talking about a six-loss team. That's a very, very, very good thing. I think the important thing as we kind of begin to wrap up here, um, 
we said before, I said before the season began that, let me start over here. I, I didn't mean, by the way, to use this as like a wand, the, the jerky in my hand. It just kind of felt natural. Uh, maybe that's a thing that we do from now on. But this, this team that we all love and assign our emotional existence to had not been a playoff team in back-to-back years since 2006 and 2007. That was a long time ago. Now, you know, if you tell me, if you ask me about 2007, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was like five years ago. But that was 15 years ago. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy to think about. All right. So that's one thing. This team has not won back to back, or excuse me, has not won double digit games in back to back years since 1995 and 1996. That was an even longer time ago. This division has not had a repeat champion since 2004. Now, I don't know who's going to win this division. Right? Obviously, it became a little bit more difficult for the Cowboys to repeat as division champions tonight with the loss against the Eagles. That's just the simple facts of it all. However, however, I am very confident that this is a playoff team. I am extremely confident that this is a playoff team. And in fact, I am willing to go on record and say right now that if the Dallas Cowboys do not reach the playoffs, I will lead an entire cheesecake live streamed at the end of the season. All right. I did half um, a few weeks ago, which was painful, uh, but I will eat an entire one. If this team does not make the playoffs, this is a playoff team. It is. It's a playoff team. And they're still kind of figuring some crap out. I think, <laughs> I think that's okay. We, we gotta, you know, admit that they're still kind of figuring some things out. This is right now, today, tonight, when you put your head, to sleep on the pillow, whether it's like a normal pillow or like one of those therapeutic ones or like the cooler ones or whatever. When you go to sleep tonight, this is one of the best teams in the NFL. It is. It's just objective fact. And unlike the other best teams in the NFL, whoever, like if we pick the like five to six best teams in the NFL right now, it would be some combination of the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles. Maybe you put the Vikings. I would put them in that mix. Um Maybe you want to put the Chargers. I, I wouldn't put them there. I would have put the Ravens there before Sunday. Um, whatever. H- however wide of a net you cast. This is the only team that is in that group that is going to be adding a significant player back to their team. A quarterback, right? Like, no other team is getting that. Like, yeah, other, player, other teams will get some important players back that have been injured and things like that. Um, but, man. This, this team is one of the best teams in the NFL right now and is adding a top 10 quarterback to their roster. I don't think that is being understood or appreciated by enough people. I love this, by the way, from Loco, Texas, says we need to have a righteous felon craft jerky player of the game. I love this. I'm going to do it right now. Give me a second to type it up. It's hard to do that. Um, all right, so let's take your votes. This is our first ever time doing this. All right. Shout out to Loco Texas who came up with this idea. A reminder that our Dallas Cowboys postgame show is presented to you by Righteous Fell and Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel your Dallas Cowboys. We're going to do this every single week. Shout out to Loco Texas creating a new tradition around here. If you're a part of the live show, you get to help us decide, obviously, who it winds up being. It's tough cookies that we're doing it after a loss, but still, we're going to have some fun here. Now, by the way, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky is accessible to Dallas Cowboys players. If you want to eat what the Cowboys eat, get you some Righteous Felon. How do you do that? Go to RighteousFelon.com and use code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. These bags are 5 bucks. You get 15% off. It's a pretty good deal. So that being said, it is now time for your nominees for our Righteous Felon Craft Jerky Player of the Game here 
on the blog of the boys post game show. Astro Joe says Dorrance Armstrong. King Magnus says Dorrance Armstrong. Loco Texas says the player who brought flavor to the game. I love it. I love it, Loco Texas. Thank you so much. Tyler says Zeke. I love that. Oh, Doxon, by the way, says wide receiver help is coming too. Yes, James Washington. That's very well said. Ricardo says Zeke. Uh, Fink Tank Gallery says Zeke. Brian says the biggest winner for this game had to be Zeke. King Magnus says D.A. Loco says who was the rookie tight end. Jake Ferguson, definitely in the mix. I agree. Shane says Zeke got this team back in the game. Scott says Zeke. Caleb throw out some, throws out some options. It's got to be either Zeke, D-Law, or Armstrong. Um, Flipboy1970 says eat a Carolina Reaper pepper if they don't make the plus. I won't do that, but I might do one of the more spicier blends of Righteous Fallen Craft Jerky. Um, let's see here. Uh, Chung Boy says McGovern. Maybe. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Uh, FK Crutch says player of the game only works a little bit. No, look, this is a really impressive game for the Cowboys. Look, I know they didn't win. That's frustrating. Doxon seven says Zeke. Um, the people have spoken. All right. And I think that we now have our righteous felon craft jerky player of the game for the first time ever. And it is drum roll, please. Zeke Elliott. Congratulations. This is a very, very special honor. Oh my gosh. We have some bots, um, in the, uh, in the chat, just as we got to our MVP, by the way. Um, way to go. Congratulations, Zeke. You brought flavor to the game. What types of flavors does Righteous Felon offer? I'll tell you. You can go with the old-fashioned OG Hickory. I'm going to put it right up in the camera right there. OG Hickory. It is awesome. It is. This is a jerky. This is a straight-up normal jerky. It's very, very good. That's actually the flavor of these jerky sticks as well. Darth Garlic. This is a biltong, a chewier type of meat. I'm telling you, you can eat one of these with your lunch. It's not a lot of calories. It's very good. It's high protein. It's delicious. The flavors are awesome, and it's cheap, and you get a discount using code BTB15. My favorite flavor, though, I say it all the time, Nelson Mandela. You cannot go wrong with the Nelson Mandela. See that word, biltong. Learn it. Believe it. Use code BTB15 for 15% off your order at RighteousFelon.com. Shane Davis has nice to see Zeke have a game. Felt nostalgic somewhat. I agree with that. Raul Duke says, what's his stat line? Zeke Elliott finished the night. 13 carries, 81 yards on the ground, more than anybody else in the game, and had the highest yards per carry of any player in the game on either side. 6.2 yards per carry. Also had the rushing touchdown. <laughs> Loco has been on fire here. Uh, says feed Zeke some jerky. Um, well done. Um, by the way, Christian asks if heat is the spiciest one they have. I can't tell you the spiciest one that Righteous Felon has, but I can tell you they have multiple flavors that actually have a warning on the bag um, that says, like, watch out, it's spicy. And you can do any kind of combination on your orders. You can order multiple bags of one flavor. They have multiple variety packs you can try as well. Uh, Brian, by the way, says $5.99 a bag, free shipping on orders over $50 and 15% off using code BTB15. Cannot be beat. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Thank you all uh, for the Righteous Felon, um, you know, opportunities. They are great people, uh, Righteous Felon. So, you know, you're also supporting a great company. Uh, they're very, very kind to sponsor our post-game show. Uh, Zachary, um, I don't know if you had a chat comment. that I, Oh, here we go. Uh, I found Zachary's comment. Um, thank you for the super chat. Says, Can we all agree that we made the birds sweat with Rush? I'm ready for our next bout in December. I agree. We found another bot. Got him out. Got the bot. Um. Christian asks if it is Mexican spicy or just Taco Bell mild spicy. I tell you, the the righteous felon spicy stuff. It's it's not for the faint of heart. Um, you they when when we set all this up, they sent me uh, like all the flavors to try out. It was difficult. Um, the the spicy ones. I will say it is not. Uh, it 
you, you got to be ready. That's all I'm saying. You got to be ready for something like that. Loco says Zeke's touchdown was vintage. He ran away from defenders. Look, people, Cowboys lost. I'm bummed. You're bummed. No victory polo. I got to pay up on some bets. That's going to suck. So when you see a weird article at bloggingtheboys.com, it's just me trying to be a stupid man of my word. But now I have a son, so I have to do that so that he has somebody, you know, to look up to in life, whatever. Um, Cowboys lost to the Eagles, and that's unfortunate. But uh, Eagle 101 has come in here in the chat, by the way, and says Jalen Hurts is a fraction of the quarterback that Dak Prescott is on Dak Prescott's worth worst day. It's a weird comment coming from Eagles 101, given the fact that Philadelphia won. But hey, I just read the comments verbatim when they come in here. Um, thank you all for hanging out. Um, it will be okay. It will be okay. I promise. It's going to be okay. All right. Four and two. We couldn't. We couldn't have asked for four and two. It, when we were all here. All right. When the Cowboys lost to the Buccaneers. Five weeks, right? Five, yeah, five weeks ago at this moment. It was th- actually literally this moment because it was Sunday Night Football. By the way, Cowboys 0-2 on Sunday Night Football, undefeated everywhere else. So, you know, love you, you know, Tariko, Collinsworth, Melissa Stark, but don't want to see you for a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Um, when we were sitting here and the season looked over, 4-2 and would have been pretty cool. <laughs> if, if you had told any of us, that night that they would be four and two. And if, if they, if, if they had said, you know what, if you give us five ninety nine to go buy a bag of righteous farm craft turkey right now, we'll give you four and two. We would have said, sign us up, give us four and two. We will take it right now. Sold. Right. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have, have, have bartered at all. Sold. Right. Um, we would have taken it and they're four and two with a very, very, very friendly schedule with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL coming back to their team. And with a much better understanding of who they are, their pros, their cons, what they do well, what they're weak at. They still have the bye week coming. They still have too many buys coming up after two Thursday night games. I mean, as Doxon7 says, I'll take it. Um, Fiji Boy 1970 says $5.99 US is like $20 Canadian. I'm going to try it though. You should, Fiji Boy. Um, you know, Fiji Boy, Canadian, you're a citizen of the world, Fiji Boy. Uh, Janie, with some very good advice for everyone, says hit that like button. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. If you like me and the things I do or say, or maybe you don't like them and you still want to interact, my name is RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. Make it very simple for you. One word, R-J-O-C-H-O-A. However, somebody got to it on TikTok first, so I had to go with RJ.Ochoa there if, uh, if the talk of Tick is more of your thing. If you want to send me an email, you have any thoughts, questions, points of what are hopefully constructive criticism, you can. That's RJ dot. Got a dot there as well. RJ dot Ocho at SBNation.com. You can always leave a comment here. We'll try to get to those. Also, my DMs are open on Twitter and Instagram. If you have a longer question or something like that, I'll definitely do my best to get to those as well. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. All right. We're going to be good. All right. We're going to be all right. As Astro Joe Garcia says, let's go Astros. Absolutely. Let's go Astros. And just to stick it to the city of brotherly love, let's go Padres. All right. I thought, you know, I don't have a problem with the Phillies, right? Like, obviously I hate the Eagles. I have a problem with the Phillies. No, I'm out. All right. Let's do this. All right. You know, we got, let's, let's get this, you know, let's get this taken care of. All right. Manny Machado, Juan Soto, you know, the whole crew, let's do this. Let's get this done. Go Padres, Padres, Astros, World Series. Let's make it happen. All right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out. Have a great night. Uh, have a great week. Uh, we'll have lots of stuff available for you here on the YouTube channel all week long on the podcast network, on the site, forever and ever and ever and ever. Go Cowboys. We love you all.